Welcome to the Ultimate Super Coach and Fantasy Sports Show. You are now listening to the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. Yes, you are. Welcome back to the Chase Down on the Inside NBA Show, your Thursday NBA fantasy show, bringing you all things fantasy hoops. Matty G, he's off tonight. He's taking a holiday with the family. Good luck to him. You, but they brought in the G League boys, uh, wrapping for the evening on the SC Brain, and I'm uh, joined by none other than the two of the finest NBA fantasy heads in the land. We've got the big horse, Mickey Dell. How are you, mate? You well? Hello, mate. Going well. I'm fucking stoked to be given the call up from the G League up to the ones, mate. Let's get it on. <laughs> That's it, and we've got Herbie, the Herbie Bull, over here as well, mate. Sacramento's uh, biggest fan. How are you, mate? You well? Yeah, I'm good, brother. I'm good. It's uh, good to be called up to this um, prestigious uh, prestigious spot that I'm in. Uh, it's silly season, so I don't know about my blood alcohol level, what's that doing, but um, yeah, <laughs> let's get this started. Yeah, love it. Uh, as always, guys, we're brought to you here today by Standard Squeeze, Ryan from Astute Newstead, and Bonus Bank. We'll give them a shout-out through the show. Now, boys, we're, we're going to talk through, obviously, the day of NBA, and we had a 10-game slate today, so a fair bit to talk about in terms of what went well, what didn't go well. Uh, before we dive into the games, uh, you know, it's the first time we've got together as a, as a three, as a group of three to chat hoops, and um, I just wanted to kind of ask how your season's been going, fantasy-wise. How are you going? I know you're in a few leagues. Mick, how are you running? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Uh, so in I'm in three leagues. Uh, sorry, four. Uh, one through fan tracks where I'm sitting mid-table and then I'm in two ESPN leagues where I'm sitting uh, mid-table for one and second in another and then running one on Yahoo where I think it's you and I that are joint top at the moment. Glad you mentioned that. I'll slip you a 50 a bit later on. Herbie, yeah, how are you so... going this year, mate? How's the fantasy season treating you? Yeah, it's actually going good. Uh, I'm feeling good. I'm, I'm on a bit of a streak with uh, the Book of Irving and, uh, yeah, Ian's team, which is good. Um, so team's kind of settled in pretty well. Um, it's pretty well balanced, my team. So I'm actually feeling not too bad about the season. Um, so, yeah, things are going good. How about you, Brains? How's Mo Money, Mo Bumba? Mo Money, Mo Bumba. It's doing all right. It's, uh, you know, in the you mentioned uh, the Book of Irving. I think that's the 20-team league that we're in together yeah. uh, yes. that we're all in. Fuck, that's a tough league as well, by the way. 20-team mm-hmm. leagues, you go to waivers and you see, like, Corey Kispert as the best option on your waivers. It's pretty dire. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I think I'm equal – or I'm coming first, outright first in ball league, uh, in the 20-man league. I think I'm coming equal first with Mick in, in G's little family and friends league we've got going on on Yahoo. Um, I'm having an absolute stinker in, uh, the insight league, which is fantastic, isn't it? Um, but I'm having a shocker there. I actually like my team, but it's just not going well. And I think I'm coming, uh, relatively around the top, I think top four in, in the Molten league that we have between the boys. So we're doing okay. Uh, it's, uh, the Zion King is my other team name for this year. I thought I'd kind of change things up a little bit, you know, and I've got a little image of, uh, Zion, uh, and you've got. You know, the image of the Lion King where Zion's been holding out in front and it's got LeBron's head. So uh, I like that. That's good fun. Um, anyway, enough about our teams. We've, we've enjoyed ourselves. But, uh, you know, let's, let's do a little bit of a rewind on the day's play and talk through that. Now, boys, the 76ers beat the Wolves 127 to 113. What do we take from this one, Mick? What are your thoughts on this one? Uh, there's a couple of takeaways from this. McDaniels with 21 points, which is the most points he scored all season. Relatively efficient as well, but 
for me, he's still not considered a streamable option given that his stocks, his blocks and his steals are down so far this year. But if I told you, boys, that Embiid and Maxi together, out of the 127, 76 points, they had 86 points, 13 boards, and eight assists between them, what would you say? Like, that that's only 41 points to everyone else. Someone else Mate. needs to do something? Not really. They blew them out by 14 really. points. Today was today was like a bit of a test, I reckon, for um for Philly coming up against Minnesota, who have been red hot. And like, I don't know about you boys, how you boys feel about Philly this season, but I reckon they're taking it to the next level. And um and B's just going absolutely mental. Like every time he gets the ball, I'm just like, what is gonna happen here? Um mm. and then Maxi has just stepped it up, up as well. So it's been pretty good. Like they actually, maybe in the playoffs they got a bit of exposed, but um, it is hurting us fantasy people. Um, just the, such the load on these two boys uh, because everybody else, there was nobody else in double digits for them. So that's pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah, spot on, mate. It, uh, just before sorry, we go Mick. on, Brano, forty-nine shots between Embiid and Maxi in this one. Twenty twenty-nine from forty-nine from the field together. I, and look, yeah, yeah, it's it's fine to carry that much load when you know it's Embiid. We know we knew that this was going to happen at the start of the season. We knew he was going to take on a massive load as soon as Harden got traded, right? But Maxi stepped up. He's obviously his shot volumes through the roof. Um, Kelly Oubre, since he come back from his well, let's call it an injury, um, he's kind of like faded into the abyss, hasn't he? He's kind of become quite irrelevant, um, which is a shame. Tobias Harris pretty quiet in this one, but uh, DeAnthony Melton's probably the other talking point here. Uh, it looked like he has a a cork uh, a corked quad, I think it was, or a um, thigh contusion, I think they called it. Um, yeah. Sixteen minutes in this one, so he didn't even finish out the half. No, four points, three rebounds, two assists, no stocks at all. Was he relevant for you? I guess I know, Brano, you've got him in a league. How do you feel about him? And now that he's injured, what are you going to do with him? Um, well, I've got him in a 20-man league, so it's 200 deep. So I'll just hold yeah. him, I think, for now. Yeah. I think a, a bruised thigh isn't really anything to panic about too much. I think we could even see him as early as next next game for them. So I'm not too yeah. worried. I think maybe Pat Beverly, someone like him, will, will benefit in the short term. But I wouldn't be trying to stream Pat Beverly. I think there's some better options out there. 100%. Um, anything else with this one or we move on? Let's move on. Beauty. Uh, Miami beat Orlando 115 to 106 as well. Orlando have been playing some pretty good ball lately. Uh, mm. Just knocked off here by Miami. Herbie, what'd you take from this one? Bit of a weird game, I think. Um, you had a couple of the boys who've just come back. So Tyler Hero has just come back and he's got a, obviously a massive load since uh, Jimmy's out. So uh, 28 points, eight rebounds, seven assists on 10 or 17 shooting, four or five from three, which is really, really good. Um, and then obviously you got Bam Adebayo as well, so eighteen and seven, so he's looking like he's settled in and like everything kind of running through those two boys. Um, yeah, and then from the other side, pretty disappointing all round from Orlando. So I mean, Palo nearly had a triple double, but he was two of twelve from the um, from the field. Um, France only had fifteen and six, but zero of four from three. So. Um, my boy Cole Anthony, who I got on at $81 for six man of the year, 20 points, four rebounds, three assists. Keep doing your thing, my boy, and make me some money. So, you could be a rich well, man, isn't he? 
Yeah. That's the biggest takeaway for me. I think they need to win, <laughs> but um, yeah, Cole Anthony. Get me some. Fill your so, sports bet account. I, I like that you've brought up the Cole Anthony thing there, Herbie. I think he's very streamable given that they've got Anthony Black starting, who's done next to fuck all all year when we're talking fantasy-wise. Markel Fultz is not healthy, and with the way that they're progressing with his injury and status, I don't think we'll see him for quite some time, given that he's had issues with knees before in the past. And he, like he, like It seems like he's been around for a long time, but he's still only 20, what, four, 25 years of age. So they're going to want to get that right if they've invested that four-year, three-, four-year contract into him. So... I think Cole Anthony is very worthwhile, not just a stream, but someone that you can keep full time in your league. Yeah, I agree. I think there's a new there's a new role in the NBA that's kind of like come back that Lou Will role. Um, yeah. Jamal Crawford as well, who just played like six man and just like killer like instant offense whenever he came on. So a um, little bit like Malik Monk for the Kings, like they play starter minutes. They usually close the game, but they start off. And um, they're kind of knowing their role. So I think Cole Anthony was kind of figuring his way out for a few years. Um, same as Malik Monk as well. And they've just kind of been given this six-man role where they're just pretty much instant offense and everything runs through them in the second unit. And then they can fill a hole too in the starting starting lineup. So, um, yeah, he's, he's one that his game has just really progressed really well with them obviously, you know, improving as a, as a team, team as well. For sure. He's only 33% rostered in ESPN leagues as well. So definitely a pick up there for Cole Anthony if uh, if he's available in your league. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wendell Carter Jr. back in this he one was. as well. I managed to nab him off waivers in one league, I think it was, which was handy. Um, but how does that affect Goga Batadze probably mainly? Um, is he a drop now? Uh, not yet. So if we look at today's stats, Wendell Carter Jr. only played, I think it was 23 minutes. Uh, Wagner played 18 and Goga 12. But if you can see, for those of you that have had a look at the stats, the, the splits between them, almost identical rebounds. Goga a bit more effective on the defensive end with two blocks. I think they can both offer something there. I think the issue is now for Orlando is that they've got three centers that can play the center position and play it quite well. So who's going to miss out? I'd say Goga eventually once Wendell gets his legs underneath him. Does that then mean that he's a trade piece and they could potentially get something back for him? Time will tell. Yep. Yeah, good shout. Plenty of moving pieces there. We'll see what happens. Uh, next one, Pacers win pretty easily, 144. They just keep racking up points, these boys, the Pacers. They're, you know, best attacking team in the league at the moment. So 144, they knock off the Hornets, 113 without LaMelo Ball. Again, uh, Halliburton. Again, good facilitating getting his team involved in this one. What do you think here, Mick? Oh, I, I love him. Really, really rate this player. For me, he's up there with SGA. He's up there with your boy, Herbie, Darren Fox, as in the elite section for point guards in our com- competition. So 19 points, 13 assists in 27 minutes. Just light work, baby, light work. Uh, it was a bounce-back game for Buddy today. He's been a bit off with his shot. But 25 points, four boards, three assists, and three blocks. Man gets up there and swats that shit out of here. Uh, Bench in this game saw a lot of time in this game, so hard to sort of read into who's going to get effective minutes for Indiana. But good to see Jalen Smith back, and he was perfect from the field, four for four and two from two from three in his eight minutes. They shared the load a little bit, didn't they, in this one? Mm. Toby, what are your thoughts, mate? 
Yes, I actually watched this full game. Um, Gamble responsibly. Uh, So that's what I was doing today while working from home. Um, So, yeah. Look, everybody thinks, uh, as a Kings fan, right, that I'm lighting the beam and, like, I'm upset. You know, this whole group chat with you boys, right, you're just always like, oh, Halley this, Halley that. You always give me all this crap. At the end of the day, man, like, Halley is Halley. He's going to do all these great things with Indy. That's great. We still got Sabonis, like Fox is doing his thing. Like it, it's just a perfect trade that worked out really well for everybody. Um, but I will say that like it is pretty exciting um, looking at Indiana and looking at that team. It's just like kind of built around him. So like pick and roll action with Miles, um, Miles Turner, and he can pick and pop or he can go to the rim. Uh, and he's really freed up now that Sabonis is gone. Um, and then Buddy, like Buddy's just always been, I think he was like a candidate for that six-man type person off the bench, but he just doesn't have the handle. So he actually needs an elite point guard, which, you know, obviously Halley is. So um, spot up shooter who can just be, become really hot every now and then. And then you look at their bench, man. Their bench is fucking awesome. Like you got TJ McConnell, like nine, what, what do you have? Nine points, nine assists, five rebounds, three of three in 20 minutes. Like Matherin, he's pretty nice too, 14 points. Um, and then Naismith, six of six, like they just got like a really nice, like well-rounded team of young kids, um, that are working out really well. So uh, props to Indy, like good on them. They're they're never going to, you know, beat the Kings in a final series or anything. Um, (laughs) but you know, they'll, they'll do, they'll do all right until they meet, until they meet us in the actual finals because they're, uh, they're in a different conference. So that's my, that's my two cents. Yeah, good. I'm glad we jumped ahead. (laughs) <laughs> we'll talk about the Kings a little bit later, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, my I guess my question from this, you know, we, we saw very heavily Brendan Miller. He He's involved mm-hmm. now while LaMelo Ball's out. Um, we've got Terry Rogier, obviously 25, 9 and 7 today. Wow. Uh, yep. 10 from 26, though, probably hurts your field goal percentage. 2 from 10 from 3, so not ideal for him if you're, um, you know, you're relying on those percentages. But, He's been pretty heavily involved. Do we know much about Lamelo Ball? When's he back? Have we have I we think, got much news? Yeah, I think he's still a couple of weeks away. But right now, for you Terry Rozier owners, is the perfect time to sell high. He's ranked fifty-two overall. Oh, you could get some quality back in return before Lamelo gets back. So he's pumped out some good games over the past couple of weeks. Cash in now if you've got the opportunity to. I think you could get a really good player in return. But in regards to Miller. This man is a serious baller. He's going to be really good for the Hornets franchise moving forward. Yeah, and I yeah, think well that if you look at if you look at like what they did today, um, Gordon Hayward only had twenty four minutes, um, and then they really kind of relied on Miller, like Bridges, Terry Rozier mm-hmm. to have those like high volume of minutes. So, um, just like one to watch is that they're just like heavily invested in Miller, and they're just going to give him as mm-hmm. many minutes as they can. Um, so yeah. Bet the Miller overs and bet the Hayward unders. That's, that's yeah, it's not a bad shout. And I, I don't mind taking the PJ Washington overs as well while uh, Mark Williams is out because it seems like they're playing small ball with PJ Washington at the five a fair bit. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, even though he only had four rebounds today, he played 26 and a half minutes. Uh, efficiency wasn't great, but uh, he's getting the minutes. So that I'm sure the numbers will be there for him eventually. Uh, let's move on to the undermanned Cavs. Beating mm-hmm. the Jazz one twenty four one sixteen. No Donovan Mitchell in this one. Nope. Bit of a laid out, wasn't it? It was. It was only 
what, 15, 20 minutes before tip-off that the news came out that he was missing. So uh, it was some of the, the backup guards, I guess, for Cleveland in Caris Ladere and Seb Morell that led the way for them. Morell was, what, 8 for 14 from three today. So if you're looking for a three-streamer, don't pick him up because today was just one out of the box. He's not going to play that role consistently for them. Um, what Levert went 23-3-7. and seven. That was nice. Craig Porter Jr. got the start. We all know that he was hot early on when um, Garland was out and he was getting some starts alongside Mitchell. And even when Mitchell was out, 6.7 boards, 6 assists with 3 blocks. Not a bad game, but he's not filling you right up with stats. So you could do a lot worse, but he's still not there for me when you're streaming in a 12-team league. Yeah. Craig Porter Jr. with the Draymond Green triple single there, uh, looking yeah. looking real good. Um, but hey, if you're if you're there for rebounds or you need some assists or even he had three blocks today, you can't discount three blocks. It's pretty valuable. So um, what on mm-hmm. him? Um, anything else in this one? What's 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 happening with John Collins? Because he started the season red hot, didn't he? And he's just disappeared off the face of the earth. I'm assuming injury riddled, but he's off the bench now. Sixteen points, five rebounds, a steal, and a block. Decent efficiency, but. The minutes really aren't there for him. Man, they got That'd a weird be, what team. What do you reckon? Like, yeah. don't you think their team is just strange? Like, if you just look at it on paper, you have, like, Colin Sexton getting all these minutes, who obviously is just, like, I don't think he could ever play meaningful minutes for a winning basketball team. Um, Taylor Horton Tucker is the same. No faith in that dude. Um, mm-hmm. And then just, like, their, their just team is just strange. Like, you got Larry, you got Fontique. Chicho or whatever his name is, Walker Kessler. Fontecchio. Like, if you put all these, and then John Collins or Linick, like if you put all these people on the same floor, like it's the strangest basketball team I've ever seen. And it's obviously just looking like it because their chemistry is all fucked up. So yeah, it's a weird team, man. I don't know. Like obviously John Collins is kind of the same as like Olinic, Markinen, Fontecchio. Uh, so... Yeah, it's just probably not a great fit, to be honest. Um, yeah. I, I think and they're missing Jordan know. Clarkson pretty heavily in this one, aren't they? And even Keontae and George, Keontae who's George. starting to get a start. So, yeah, yeah Taylor Horton Tucker, maybe he was a stream for the last, maybe, what, two, three games? But I don't know whether that lasts too much, too much longer. Um, I, I picked him up in one league today. Uh, so that worked out pretty well. But I'm, I'm planning on moving him on pretty quickly because I don't think that lasts too long. And also, nice. efficiency is unusually good. Uh, in this game at 46% from the field. And, uh, I mean, he only took one three-point attempt, but he was good from the free-throw line as well, 88%. So um, quite rare. Just a yes or no out of you boys, or without the yes or no, give me a comment. Out of Kessler, Collins, Markinen, Kelly Olinick, do one of them get moved on at the before the trade deadline? And if so, who is yeah. it? Markinen has to be. His trade value well, is pretty high. Um, I've so heard like, there's rumours that the Atlanta Hawks are going after Markkinen as well. Being a Hawks fan, I've paid quite close attention to that, and there's been rumour that we're we're going to go pretty hard at Markkinen um, before the deadline. So, yeah, you're right. You're, I, I agree with Herbie. I think he's probably the one that needs to go. He's the one with the value, isn't he? Mm. You know, I don't really know whether there's anybody else with value on that team that people are going to be jumping at. So, I think he needs to go. Okay. All right. Uh, Denver beat Toronto in Toronto as well. So they did the road trip and they knocked them off, 113-104. Pretty good knock. Uh, Nikola Jokic doing Jokic things. Uh, a rare two blocks from him, though, in this one. So mm. you'd be pretty happy with that as a Jokic owner. That's not what you're paying for. 
He's Maybe, just, what are your thoughts? He's God when it comes to fantasy basketball, isn't he? Yeah. Well, you know what? what one, on of our, one? one of our good mates on this uh, podcast, Matthew O'Brien, has um, Nikola Jokic in like 17 leagues and he's still got like a record of like two and 51 on the seasons. So <laughs> shout out to Matrix. You're doing well, mate. <laughs> stick, to, stick to your lane. Stick to the NBL, son. Um, <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> big joker, man. Yeah, he's just a beast. What can you say? Like, he's just number one pick every year. Probably the only also, one. Also, like, yeah, there's, who's, who's there's corruption involved with Matrix's draft picks every single year as well. The bloke's got the first oh, draft man. pick in like four of the leagues that he plays in this year. So someone needs to yeah. investigate. Doesn't, it doesn't and if it's not, if it's not Matrix, it's G. They always yeah. seem to get the first pick, don't they? Maybe it's yeah. like lead insight NBA fantasy analyst kind of corruption. Could be. Yeah. Could be. What else happened in this one? Jokic aside, well, still some stuff I'll to talk about something. here. I'll tell you something about this game. So there's one guy who from this from the Toronto Raptors, and yeah. I traded him this away to, to another man on this uh, podcast for a Mrs. Devin Vassell. And this boy, Scotty Barnes, is, is in my nightmares every single night. I only did it because I like you, Mick, and uh, I should have well, never done too, it. Brother. Just like it hurts my soul every time I see his stat sheet. Because look at him today, 13 and 22. Oh, 10 rebounds, five assists, 30 points. Like he's one of those players who can score in volume. He can assist, yeah. but he gets rebounds as well. So he's just like the fucking whole package, isn't he? He's like a he's like a he, Canadian uh joker. You know what I mean? Um, it's just weird. I don't know what he is, man. He's just you, he's you know really what? you're right, but player. who could forecast this coming at the start of the season though? Like to go from someone that had no outside I shot, did. and if you go back I and look at, you go back and look at prior footage of him from even last year, they almost were playing defense on him the same way they played on Ben Simmons. The direct defender on Barnes was sitting in the paint, so for him to go from that to now shooting as efficiently as what he is and doing the things he's doing up there, like it's a credit to him for working on his game and actually developing a shot. But fucking hell, the just the marked improvement from last year to this year, it is, it's phenomenal. I mean, he shot one from five today from three. So I think that the game plan in terms of that is still, is still working to a certain extent, but mm-hmm. even then he's found a mid range now, like he's much more craftier around the rim. He is attacking the rim a lot more. He's getting to the line a lot more. So, mm-hmm. uh, and he's currently 16th overall, 16th uh, ranked fantasy asset this year, which we talked about it, I think maybe a month ago and we spoke about, sorry, Herbie, I'm rubbing this in. We, we spoke yeah. a lot about the stocks, the steals and the yep. blocks not being maintainable long-term. The guy was averaging 2.1 blocks a game, I think after a month. Um, so he's never going to keep up with that, but I think he's gone from like maybe the ninth best player to the 16th best player. And I think you'd still take that every second, every day of the week. So he's been quality. Yeah, I do want to bring something up there. I watched this game today, and um, he had his last shot in the third quarter with 6.36 left in that quarter, and his next shot didn't come until the last three minutes of the last quarter. So, like for me, your best player on your team, not getting the ball in his hands, not allowing him to work, like that's that's a big fuck-up on Toronto's behalf, I believe. It happens, yeah. though. and that... They only mm. played nine players in their rotation this this game as well mm. against the Nuggets. So um, One, the, the point shots were shared around a fair bit. He still took twenty two, which is a a game high. Well, aside yep. from sorry, Jokic and Murray. Yeah. One one other thing I want to bring up with you boys too. Ananobi in forty minutes 
nine points, one rebound, three assists, no steals, no blocks. Has he severely hurt his trade value? Yep. Well, he's a free agent, isn't he, in, in, in a year or something? I was listening to a podcast. I think he's got one more year left, yeah. Yep. Um, his trade value is apparently really high because um, he can defend and he's a wing. Um, and his production has actually been pretty good. Um, so, yeah, it's one of those things to watch. Like, they have a lot of that type of player. Um, so I think if they can cash in on him, I heard a trade rumor of like him for RJ Barrett. How would that look? And I actually don't mind it for both teams. So, um, yeah, watch this space, see how we go. Toronto are never taking that trade, by the way. Not a chance in the world. I don't think that happens. Um, Maybe another very quick talking point. Pascal Siakam seems to have, in comparison to last year, just fallen off the face of the earth. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so concerned for him. I know he was a, in the early talk of uh, trades, Toronto potentially looking to move him on for the right package. So be very interesting to see what they do with Siakam and Ananobi over the next, you know, couple of weeks or, or however long it be before the trade deadline. So keep an eye on that. Sure. I think they sure. maybe could both be moved in a package for someone. Mm-hmm. Um, next one, we've got uh, our friend Cam Young's Knicks. They win the Battle of New York, one, uh, 121 to 102 against the Brooklyn Nets. Then Dante DiVincenzo turned up. This game. What did you th- what did you think about this one, Herbie? Just having a look at Not it now. Much, <laughs> well boy Dante. Man, I reckon I think I'm the only person in the whole entire world who has a Dante DiVincenzo Sacramento Kings jersey. I think I'm literally the only person in the whole wide world. There's surely he was there's there for about what, six person. weeks? If there's one other person, you gotta DM us and I will give you something because there's no, there's, what's the, I'll give you my King's jersey of Dante yeah, DiVincenzo. Yeah. I'll give you this Duke Marvin Bagley jersey. That's what I'll do. I'll give you that in XXXL. Um, so, <laughs> man, yeah, like he, he I, I've always been pretty high on him, but like he's just pretty inconsistent. So to see him, um, he's got crazy athleticism. To see him, you know, in only 23 minutes, have eight rebounds. 23 points, five or 10 from three is really, really nice. Um, and then kind of like they've been looking for that person. So like they've been looking for someone just to be on the perimeter, just to knock down shots. Like they had it with Quentin Grimes last year a little bit. Josh Hart's pretty inconsistent with his shooting. Um, so yeah, I think they're really searching for that. And if he can do it on a consistent basis, then yeah, it's just his. They've got Randall who breaks down the defense every time he goes in. He never wants to fucking pass. Um, and then you got Jalen Brunson who never wants to fucking pass as well. So I actually want to watch this game and see how the fuck DiVincenzo <laughs> came up with these points, man. Um, good on you. Good on you to get 23 points with those two bull hogs um, yeah, in your team. Yep. And the assists came from Brunson. As well, which is interesting. So uh, maybe he did pass the ball this game. Who knows? Uh, anything from you, Mick, on this one? No, not much. But what do we do with Mikhail Bridges? He was four for 21 from the field. He's been really down this year. 15 points on four of 21, five rebounds, two steals, two assists. Clacko with four blocks. Our boy G Wiz loves a bit of Clacko in his life. And Cam Thomas actually passed the ball in this one, believe it or not, ending up with five assists. Darren Sharp, or however you say his first name, with 15 boards. That's nice off the bench. But Bridges, he's burnt his value. Where do you see him? 
would you trade or try and buy low on him, Herbie, or what are you doing with him? Well, I don't think he's a star. Um, I think like he was, you know, obviously on that Brooklyn team, he's kind of been that person who they've just chucked the ball to and he's got buckets and he's been really, really nice. Uh, but probably the honeymoon period's probably a little bit over with that in terms of, you know, um, just yeah. you're the main man on the team. You get the bucket, you be the guy, blah, blah, blah. Um, and kind of maybe reverting back to like where he used to be. Um, the problem is, is they just don't have anybody else really. So um, I still think he's good value just because he's going to get a lot of volume of shots. Like even today, I think I always look at the amount of shots people take so, and it's always a good indicator if they're good value. Um, so 21 shots, man, like he only made four, 21, one of eight from three. But if he's taking 21 shots a game, like he's going he's gonna to put up a big stat line you know, um, every second or third game. So he's just value in that way. Until they get somebody or until he gets traded, then you can kind of reassess. And he's usually relatively efficient as well, Mikael Bridges. I don't, I don't see him having too many of these games, you know. He's still got two steals. But, yeah, you're right. The 21 shots is a game high, I think. Well, yeah, it's a game high. Um, we, we also called this in the preseason. With Mikael Bridges having more responsibility with the ball in his hand, we knew that the efficiency was going to drop. He's not in Phoenix anymore where he can just rely on being that kind of 3-and-D corner, 3 guy. Um, you know, he actually has to get his fill on this team. So I'd say we probably expected it, but it's going to be peaks and troughs, I think, with Mikael Bridges' efficiency. But I think you can probably rely on getting those counting stats more often than not with him. Yep. Um. All right, let's uh, let's move on to the Hawks and the Rockets, mate. Now, uh, I would love to see a Hawks game where they don't concede 125 fucking points to try and win. Um, 127, 134 in this one. They still get the win. It's just the pace that they play at, but their defense has been fucking awful. So I'd prefer not to talk about it because I'm a little bit biased. What are your thoughts on this one, Mick? How, how did you see this one? Because there's a bit of fantasy relevance in this game. Heaps of fantasy relevance, but when you're talking about a Hawks game, it's basically whoever misses the least wins. That's it. They just go from end to end. They play a high octane game basketball. Trey, Trey Young with 30 and 14 was good. On Yeka, 19-11 did okay. Uh, Bogdanovich, 22-4 and 5 was good also. Jabari Smith Jr. with his best game or best career game to date with 34 points, 13 boards and four blocks and was also 14 or 14 from the line. Freddie Van Vliet with 32 and 15 also. He's bounced back really well after a slow start to the year. But when we're talking about fantasy relevance, we can talk about Trey, Onyeka, Bogdanovich, Jabari Smith, Fred in this game. Outside of Shangoon, the one I'm most looking forward to seeing back on the court soon is Jalen Johnson Brano. He will make the it's it's amazing how one person can make such a difference defensively to your team. Yeah, big time. I actually, funnily, you just mentioned that. I stashed him today in our 20-man ball league. I saw him on waivers, and I just saw that he became a full participant in in training. So I thought, you know, he's not far off. He'll probably be back, back end of December, maybe early January. So I think he's probably a good stash. If he's on your waivers right now, I reckon you can go and, depending on whether you're up the top of the comp or not, um, if you can afford a loss or two, I reckon Jalen Johnson's a great grab right now because he'll be back within the next two to three weeks, I'd say. But, yeah, he yeah. does make a massive difference to the Hawks for sure. What are your thoughts, Herbie, on this one? Man, I haven't watched any of these teams the whole season, <laughs> all, all honestly. The, the one thing I actually want to do 
is I want to shout out Bogey Bogdanovich, who's just playing really good basketball ever since the was it the FIBA World Cup, where he was just killing it. Ex Sacramento um, boy, he's kind of found his yeah, yeah, ex Sacramento boy. <laughs> um, he looks really, really nice coming off the bench. Just and his playmaking is really, really nice too. So he's the wish uh, Luka Doncic. That's what I used to always call him. <laughs> So, but he's doing really well, man. And uh, yeah, I, I, I'm more interested. I will say one thing before I ask this question to you, Brenner. One thing I really want to do during this Christmas and festive period is I want to sit down with like 16 of these and I just want to watch the Houston Rockets play. I just think it will just be fun just to get blind and just watch Houston play a game of basketball <laughs> with all their weird players on that team. Um, it- that's what I want to do. It's just that's my goal oh. for 2023. Um, I'd love to, to finish the year doing on. that. We'll have to hop yeah, on like a Zoom call great. or something, or just do a live episode and just sit down and just watch the Rockets. Like, and I, team, I tell man, you what, they... I'd love even more. I would love to do like a player lock. You know, like sometimes in the footy where they just follow the one player around on the camera. Mm. I would love to just watch Dylan Brooks for 48 minutes. Even when he's on the bench, I'd love to see what he's doing on the bench. Just sitting there, just, you know, what he's talking about. Put the mic on the bloke. Um, I'd love to watch him in the uh, in the warm-up when he just stares at nothing for 15 minutes. You know, the, everything about Dylan Brooks is just bizarro land. So I'd, I'd really enjoy that. I reckon 16 beers and Dylan Brooks' camera would, would be my thing. <laughs> could happen. It could happen. I'm actually really curious what you think about what's going to happen with the Hawks. They're 12 and 15, right? They don't play any defense. They got Trey Young, um, and they got Dejounte. Like, how does it? How is it working? Like, how do you see this panning out? Because, yeah, I, I don't know. Do, it's not really like you're you're in kind of no man's land, right? You're just kind of doing nothing. You're just like in the middle of the thing. Like, you're not doing much. Are you? you you're one move away. You probably need to like. It's like that Hallie Fox thing. Like, I reckon you just need to try trade one for you know, a wing or a big or, or something, but you need to shake things up, I think. Yeah. yeah, 100%. I agree. Something needs to change there. Capella played 21 minutes to today and Okongwu played 32. So I may, maybe they're starting to lean towards Okongwu a little bit. Uh, he played the four a little bit as well and Bay came off the bench there for a while. Um, so they've been playing around with rotations a little bit, the Hawks, but I won't harp on too much about them, but I do agree that something needs to change. I think p- potentially DeAndre Hunter's a bit of a trade piece now. He's been scoring points. He's been doing okay. His value's there. Uh, do we move Hunter and Capella on, along for a Markkinen, um, uh, someone of that caliber? I know we were chasing Pascal Siakam as well. So that those two guys, like that's a kind of player that you need. I think at the Hawks mm-hmm. to to actually change things because at the moment if you if you're letting 127 points into the Rockets, uh, it, it, you're not going to win a comp. You're not even close that's, to winning a comp. That's that's so, 160 points against the Celtics. Yeah, so <clears throat> something needs to change there. I agree. Um, Bulls upset the Lakers 124 to 108. No one really saw this one coming. Uh, Demar Derozan with a pretty good game. Dasunmu pretty good as well. But uh, dare I say, LeBron James. With a, a 25, 10, and 9, he was really good. Yeah, he was, but didn't really have much help in this one. Anthony Davis going 19 and 14, a couple of blocks and a steal as well. But D'Angelo Russell, big talking point at the moment. I watched a little bit of this game, and it looks like he's almost checked out of playing with the Lakers at the moment. So don't be surprised if you see a move here soon. Two points, one rebound, two assists in 29 minutes. For me, he's a really nice buy low target at the moment, given that no one's expecting anything out of him. Herbie, what do you think? 
I was so high on D'Angelo Russell coming into the season um, just because yep. I thought he's like that kind of third fiddle. Um, and he's a really good shooter, man. Like he's really good. I think he's had like a 50-point game, hasn't he? Um, yeah. Yeah. Someone do a stat check on that. But he's had a really, uh, really, a couple of really big games in the league. So, but, but yeah, it's like what you said. I don't think he really looks like he's that settled in LA. Um, and then you've just got the other guy. Uh, who's knocking on the door, Austin Reeves, who's just kind of killing it. Um, he's found his role. He's really, really doing well with the Lakers. Um, but they were talking about Russell and his contract because I think it's $17 million or something a year. Um, and they were talking about about how that's going to be like a trade value contract. Mm-hmm. So watch this yep. space in terms of that. Let's see what happens. But obviously something needs to change because fucking two points in 28 minutes. Facts, yeah. Fact check for you, brother. You are right. 52 points for the Warriors on the 9th of November 2019. He also snagged nine rebounds and five assists. And he had a Tony Snell jersey on today, um, funnily <laughs> enough. He did. Mr. Cardio himself. Yeah. Um, yeah, good on him. Hey, you, sometimes you've got to get your beep test done through the middle of the season for conditioning, so he just thought, I'll do it mid-game. Why not? Yeah. Um, not really much else to talk about in this one. We can move on to the Clippers no. and the Mavs. Uh, okay. Kawhi, again, we, we talked about a lot of, at the start of the season, even through the preseason. Kawhi was a hesitant kind of uh, draft in the second round because everyone was thinking, fuck, he's going to get injured again. You know, he hasn't been healthy for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has played, I think, every back-to-back this season so far. So yep. healthy is great. Healthy Kawhi is a great Kawhi for the league. Yep. After missing the the first 27 games last season he played, it was like 55 or 54 of the last 57 games or whatever it was. Like he'd only missed three games from when he came back from that knee injury. And now this year, has he even missed a game yet? So there's a model of consistency there for him and he's playing really well as well. He looks up and about and looks as fit as what he has been for the last two or three years. Uh, Man is the only player for the Clips who didn't score in double figures in this one. And they went with an eight-man rotation without PG. Harden, 17 points and 11 assists, but was four from 12 from the field. Perfect. Oh, well, sorry, he missed one from the line. But, yeah, apart from Doncic, Herbie, anyone from the Mavs stand out to you? Oh, man, it's got to be our Aussie boy, Dante. He's doing real well. And, um, yeah, I think... I don't know if you guys can look it up, but what he's uh, streamed at, that would be interesting. Um, and then, yeah, obviously, Luca, one rebound off another triple-double. Um, but like, just watch his points. Like, I looked at his points um, as a betting man, right? And, like, they've got it at, like, 38.5, right? So it's, like, they just think – and then you look at his scores, like, 40 points, 35, so-and-so, but, like, um, he does have a bit of help in terms of like getting out. Tim Hardaway has been really, really hot this season. Hardy's been really, really good. Um, they both had really nice games today, so 21 <laughs> points um, and 15 points from Hardy as well. Uh, but Exum, yeah, 40 minutes, like 40 minutes for a dude who like is was talked about to be in the NBL, you know, like literally like yeah. six or seven months ago, they were saying, oh, he's going to come yeah. and join, you know, the team that he owns in the Phoenix. So, it's really, really nice that he's, you know, found his niche in, in Dallas and uh, it looks like he's there to stay, which is good. Um, what do Just, you boys think about yeah. our boy Dante? 
that fact check for you. He's rostered in 39% of leagues in Yahoo. And over his last seven games, he's averaging 17.7 points, four rebounds, 3.7 assists, 2.1 triples, and shooting 67% from the floor. He's got a Very nice efficient. game. He's got a really nice game. And if you can fit your game in with Luca, like you can do anything essentially. So he's Zingas couldn't. He's found his niche, and he's one thing that he's doing, which he didn't kind of do today, but he's he's hitting the three ball pretty well. I don't know the stats, mm-hmm. but yeah, it looks like he's been you know kind of hitting that ball, which he hasn't done in the past. Like when he first came into the league, he he had raps that he was like a Kobe light, mm-hmm. right? So they were talking about him like Kobe Bryant, and he went like four or fifth overall. Um, just because he's got that really, really nice, well-rounded game um, and really, really offensively powered. But one thing that he couldn't do, he could never shoot. So now he can shoot. He obviously You need to shoot when you're with Luca. Um, and yeah, he's found his niche, which is really, really good for him. Love that. I miss, miss what you said, Brainer. What was that? I was just saying, uh, he, Herbie was saying that Dante Exum's managed to fit in with Luca, and I said Bazingas couldn't. And it's mm. true. Like, fitting in with Luca into this lineup, Luca's such a kind of ball-dominant guard. Like, he does everything. Uh, so, you know, managing to fit in with his game, he just knows his role. So yep. full credit to Exum for, for fitting in there. Um, <clears throat> I must say, I was watching this game live, and uh, Luca brought up his triple-double with a, uh, a missed putback on a missed shot. And then they've taken a rebound off him, and I have him in a triple double league, so I, I feel pretty annoyed. <laughs> feel pretty annoyed about that, thinking that I had a triple double that was going to me- win me a week, and now I don't. So yeah, thanks, thanks ESPN, wanna, or thanks NBA stat people. I want to say this: you got him in that league, right? And I think you got him at a pretty good draft pick. What was it again? No, I got him at two. Two. You got him at two. Really? Yep. Yeah, I took him over Embiid. I thought that he was dropping, man. Like, I don't know. It was him and Giannis that were really dropping, and I didn't – I have no Gian, idea why. Giannis dropped to nine in that Yeah, league. Giannis dropped a lot, and I just don't know why. Like, mm-hmm. there's still – Yeah, no, I agree with that. In all honesty. Yep. Um, yeah, look, yeah. The, the first seven, wasn't it, in the draft, was, in your fantasy drafts are pretty solid. You know, Steph Curry often went at seven. More often than not, you had Halley, you had Shea Gilgis, Alexander, and then the, the obvious ones, Doncic, Embiid, Jokic. Um, yep. So, I think – you knew what you were going to get if you had a top six pick, but you just had no idea how the bottom six was going to play out. So mm. um, anyway, let's let's move on to the last one before we start talking about tomorrow's games and waivers and things like that. Uh, Celtics beat the Kings. Sorry, Herbie. Uh, they beat them without Tatum as well. 144 to 119. So a bit of uh, Atlanta Hawks defense on show here for the Sacramento Kings. Uh, what's happened here? I won't ask you, uh, Herbie, just yet, but Mick, what are your thoughts on this one without a bias opinion? Uh, Pazingas, a force inside. Welcome back. Six blocks, 24 points, and nine boards also. Uh, Derek White just keeps doing Derek White things. Uh, he may just keep his top 30 value for the season, the way he's going, with 28 points, seven rebounds, and three blocks. But your boy, Herbie, Big Sab the Sausage. I love him, mate. I've picked him up in that league. 13 points, 10 rebounds, and eight assists in 26 minutes. He's really starting to roll now, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Uh, the other boy that you didn't mention was um, D Fox, the birthday boy. Um, so it was his birthday waiting today. Waiting for you to bring him up. Yeah. And uh, yeah, man, he he started like so good. Like I think he had like twenty six. I think he literally had twenty six points at the half, and then he finished with twenty nine. Um, so yeah, he had you know like that twenty two in the would, first quarter. I think it was yeah. When you were talking about like Scotty Barnes, how they like 
um, you know, he went missing for two quarters or whatever. Like it was the same with Fox today. Um, they just kind of went missing for a few quarters and like he was hitting the three ball like crazy. So that was really, really nice to see. And the Kings were rolling, um, but it wasn't meant to be. Um, so, man, like you got to give credit where credit's due. Like the Celtics just re- look really nice. I actually thought we'd struggle a little bit today because they had they got Drew Holiday who can obviously um, match up pretty well with Fox, but like Fox was just getting a, mix, a mismatch every time so when they were you know um, mm-hmm. when they were switching on picks and stuff. So, um, but in all honesty, man, like they didn't even need Tatum because White really really picks it up and ten of thirteen from the field. Six of nine from three, 28 points, 28 points from Jalen Brown as well. Like, I was really high on Jalen Brown as well going into the season. Um, I think he's a he's one that, like, if he ever leaves from Boston, you got it. He's going to skyrocket in terms of his value. Um, because I don't know how you boys think, but, like, when I watch them play, they just – they never pass to each other. Like they, they hardly ever pass to each other. Like it's just one. It's like Brown gets the ball. He does like four or five dribbles, does some like weird shot. And then Tatum just gets the ball. And they never ever pass to each other. And I was just, it just makes me think they hate each other. There's just this, like, there's just this, uh, you know, power struggle. Yeah. Um, so man, they did well. Like Derek white really, really lifts when they need him. Um, and they've just got a really nice team, but like Kings just, yeah. Couldn't guard anything today. They just look tired. They're probably they're probably one lockdown f- defender away from being a serious contender. Well, I thought Keegan Murray was going to be that dude who just like really, really just stepped up. Obviously, he had that forty-seven piece. Yeah, um, not yet. But yeah, he's still a little bit inconsistent. And um, yeah, I've always said it. I said it to you boys. Like they just need. Like I wouldn't mind them going for Levine. I think they just need someone who can just get a bucket and. Um, you know, who's just like kind of like that middling star who can be next to Fox. Like Murray isn't that dude. He's just like the dude that you get him to shoot the ball and just shoot slide out. Like he's not he's not the dude that you give him the ball and he just puts it on the floor and gets buckets. You know, that's what they need, I think. So Derek White, come on over to Sacktown. I, I I need to make a formal apology to Derek White. Because I said that he was definitely a sell high and there's no way you can keep this up. And I said it on the pod, I'm like, there's no way that this guy continues to get like two, three Guilty. stocks a game. And he, he just kept going. Game after game, this guy just keeps doing the same thing. You know, 17 to 25 points a game and, you know, a few yep. assists here and there when he needs to handle the ball when Drew Holiday's off, uh, off the court. Like, he's he's being awesome. He's been very good. I'll tell you what the Kings need. They need Kevin Herter from 22-23 to turn up this season because he has done sweet fuck all for you guys this year. He has done nothing. Seven points, one rebound, three from five shots all game. Yeah, I agree. I don't don't really – I would love – like I don't think we should keep him. If we can move on, we should. I always think about it like this. I'm always like if I watch a game – and the dude's shooting a three, and I'm like, that's going to go in. That dude's good, yeah? Like, I always know who's going to, like, brick it, right? And Kevin Herter, like, for the most part, just bricks everything, right? So Keegan Murray, Donovan Mitchell, man, whenever he shoots, like, he does, like, a little step back, you know, weird three, like, he just, it's a bucket. You know, Brunson's the same, like, uh, but Herter, 
So I say I've got more more uh, more faith in who is it? V- Vesnikov, our boy Vesnikov. <laughs> Vesnikov. Let's let's play those two at the at the shooting guard. Vesnikov and Trey Lyles. Yeah, you could do worse. You could do much worse. Um, that that wraps up the rewind, guys. We're, we've done a, a pretty big rewind for this episode, just because we love mm-hmm. chatting hoops. So, uh, but uh, of course, the rewind is brought to you by Ryan from Astute Newstead. So, if you guys are obviously in Australia, you're watching from Australia. First of all, thank you. Uh, secondly, if you're wondering what the best bank is, or you're wondering maybe how to get ahead on your home loan or get into the residential home loan uh, space, you can hit up Ryan from Astute Newstead. All you need to do is send him an email, ryanh at eganwealth.com, or contact him on Instagram at Ryan Astute Newstead. Let him know the Insight Boys sent you. He'll look after you uh, with a no obligation free consult to have a chat about your situation and sort you out with a good rate for your home loan. So contact Ryan from Astute Newstead. Now, mm-hmm. Let's uh let's have a chat about tomorrow's games. We've got a few good matchups coming up, um, and a few and a couple of stinkers. Um, so we can move through those pretty quickly. And I think maybe let's just kind of wipe the stinkers off the board real quick. We've got Utah versus Detroit as the first game of the week. Um, <clears throat> I don't really know whether there's anything good to talk about. Detroit, actually, no, there is something good to talk about. Detroit, uh, twenty four losses in a row, and they're on track to beat the record that was set by the Philadelphia 76ers in 2014-15-16 across that span at 28. So they've got five more losses to set the record for the most consecutive losses in NBA history. So uh, I'll be going for Utah just because I love a record. But, I mean, surely they knock off Detroit. They've been fucking awful. Uh, You mean Utah beating Detroit? Yeah. Uh, Detroit players don't even know how to tie their own fucking shoelaces at the moment, let alone play basketball. So... Utah plus 11 for me in this one. Yeah. Um, yeah I'm going to go out of limb. I think Detroit's going to smash the Jazz. <laughs> I like know you 30, fucking 25 points plus. Honestly, just, just bookmark it here. 50 minutes <laughs> on the dot. Detroit's going to smash the fucking Jazz tomorrow. Wow. Could okay. even be 40. Could even be 40 plus. Kate oh. Cunningham's going for 60. I mean, Kate has been like the shining light in a very dim dungeon. Hasn't he? Yep. So, um, you know, if you held on to Cage, you're probably getting a reward right now. But are there any streamable options within this game? Like um, Keontae George at the moment, I don't see he's been named. No, so um, it injured. looks like TH, THT might be on the double. Yep. And from a center position, like you don't know who's playing for Detroit. Isaiah Stewart, Marvin Bagley, James Wiseman, the list goes on. And especially against the bigs of Utah, Olenek, Kessler, Collins, it's not a good matchup match up for the bigs of Detroit. So personally, I wouldn't be touching this game. Yeah, yeah, I reckon Larry Markkinen is going to go off in a big loss. So. <laughs> <laughs> in a big loss. <laughs> Love it. He's going to go off Love in it. a big loss. Yeah. Uh, for your mate, Fantecchio is uh, starting for Utah at the moment. Um, so we'll see how that plays out. But let's move on. The Pelicans play the, the Cavs. Now we've got Donovan Mitchell. He's still game time decision. Uh, the Pelicans in true Pelicans fashion have got Herb Jones, Zion, and Valanchunas all game time decision at the moment. Um, I mean, they'll probably all play. It's just the way the Pelicans name mm-hmm. their lineups. How do we see this one playing out? Is there any streamable options in this one? Oh, for me, Zion. Who do Cleveland, Cleveland have no one to guard Zion in this one? He could have a really big game in, in this. They've, they've got Jared Allen. Um, and who else that's a big body? Let me tell you Kevin this. Love. If Dean Wade 
starts at power forward for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Zion is scoring 40-plus. Zion And you can take that him. to the bank. Yep. Yep. Oh, and he'll he will eat, eat him. him. Like, in, in real life, he'll do that. <laughs> um, but he'll also eat him on the court. I agree. Thoughts, Abby? Yeah, it's a bit of a weird game. Um, obviously, we just got to see if uh, Donovan Mitchell plays. That'll play a big part. But, yeah, they're both kind of riddled with, like, a bit of an illness, both teams. So... Uh, I think just kind of look for those, you know, those streamable options like a Hawkins or a um, or Troy Murphy. Yeah, Troy Murphy or, or Strucy. Like, yeah, Strucy's getting a lot of um, a lot of shots, you know, at the moment. So it's good. I got him. I got him and Herb Jones with my last two picks, and that turned out really well. Um, so yeah, just I think just have a look tomorrow morning with the injury updates and just see who's playing, and then obviously. Um, it could yeah. be a little bit like today where you've got Karis LeVert and what's that? Um, Sam Morell, which I really, really apologize to Sam Morell because you share the same last name as this absolute asshole that we know, uh, my boy Matthew. <laughs> so I apologize, Sam, from from Australia, that um, you've had to go through that. So we move on. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we can move to the Spurs and Chicago uh, in the next one. Sorry, I've skipped the notes, but uh, Spurs and Chicago, Wemby's back. So uh, that should play a pretty big part for the Spurs. Keldon Johnson also probable at this stage. So it looks like the Spurs are going to be fully healthy for a team that's tanking. Very impressive to be fully healthy at this time of the season. Uh, Chicago, though, they're uh, missing Levine still. Tory Craig, obviously not lining up in this one, but otherwise they're pretty healthy. So how do we see this one playing up? Anybody to look at? If Wemby plays, you've got to drop Zach Collins. Zach Collins is now only relevant if Wemby's out. So he's a look to later in the season if they decide to rest Wemby for the year. But when we're talking Chicago, Chicago been playing a lot better since they've sat Levine. So I don't think Levine plays again until he finds another team. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I don't. I actually agree with that. So I think Zach Collins, like, I think you can still stream him if Wemby plays. Like, Wemby's too inconsistent. He's got a big name. Um, he gives big numbers sometimes, but Zach Collins is really invested by, like, the Spurs, which is really, really strange. So um, the, they're kind of giving him, since, you know, a bit of free reign. Since Wemby started at center, Collins has had four rebound two-point games, five rebound two-point games a six-rebound, 10-point game, a two-rebound, 10-point game. He's dropped off a cliff since Wemby's been starting at the five. Well, that's not true because the way I see it with my eyes, my eyes are better than <laughs> the stats that you produce. So, um, yeah, everybody, hold on. <laughs> Don't drop this. Zach Collins. <laughs> just, um, so just I, I dropped Zach Collins this morning, so I'm glad that's been confirmed. Um, Orlando, Milwaukee in the next one. Orlando on the back-to-back uh, in this one here. So uh, we're, we're assuming that Milwaukee probably get the get the dub on this one. Um, Giannis yeah. is uh, game time at the moment. He's the only one missing, essentially, from, from Milwaukee. And uh, it looks like Orlando are pretty healthy without faults, obviously. So how does this one play out? Well, yeah, yeah I reckon, smash. yeah, Bucks will smash him. Wendell Carter Jr. potentially to sit, so... Goga may start. So if you're holding Goga, maybe worth just seeing whether Wendell Carter Jr. does sit this back-to-back out, given that he hasn't played for six weeks, and uh, just get one more game out of him. I'd say you're right. Yeah. yeah. Another one who's like really picked it up lately, who's kind of like 
figuring it out, I think, in the Buck system is Dame. Dame started to play really, really nice the last couple of games. Right. So, yep. um, yeah, I think he's one. If you, you know, if you held him, he's obviously figuring it out. But, um, yeah, good streamable option in terms of just like him just really starting to kill it lately. For sure. Um, we've got the Clippers and the OKC Thunder coming up. I reckon this is going to be game of the day tomorrow. This is going to be an absolute banger. Clippers on the uh, on the back-to-back. Uh, no injuries for OKC. They're completely healthy at the moment. Uh, and to be fair, the Clippers are pretty healthy, minus Miles Plumley. So uh, th- this could be an awesome matchup. Are there any relevant streaming options from this game? I don't think so. Norman Powell, maybe, if he's streaming threes, he's been shooting the ball really well at the moment. But when we're talking OKC, they've got Chet at the five, Jalen Williams, the good Jalen Williams. Uh, Josh Giddy's picked it up of late, SGA. Uh, Lou Dort, maybe, but those four at OKC, they're the predominant players there. Isaiah Joe, maybe, if you want to stream threes as well. Yeah, I reckon it's the same. Norman Powell is one that's pretty nice off the bench, and especially if that rotation is pretty short. Um, they're obviously going to give more minutes to the boys coming off it. So, um, him and Russ, man, I feel like Russ is just a fucking roller coaster. Like, it's just like mm-hmm. you never know what you're going to get. Like, it's it's really sad, man. I don't know how you boys feel, but when <laughs> another uh, gambling uh, pun here, um, gambling mentioned, man, we we need to get more gambling. Um, what's it called? Sponsors, because I am, yeah, I mention it a lot. Um, <laughs> I'm but, broke. <laughs> so you guys find it sad man like i find it really sad when i look at 10 points like 10 points russell westbrook a dollar 90 like are we is, is anybody else think like holy shit man this guy has regressed like so much it's pretty sad so uh but he's one to take that, one like, for the team hasn't he for harden yeah he's pretty just much you know him. he's just one that you know like Every couple of games, will probably do something nice, probably give a bit of a nice stat sheet. But um, he's a bit of value too because he's just he thinks he's that guy. Um, so always nice to have someone like that when, you know, especially in our 20-man leagues when you get, you know, fuck all from them. So uh, from waivers. So, yeah, that's the only two. How about you, Brains? What do you think? Anybody worthy? Uh, look, no, honestly, no, not really. Uh, it, it's hard to say because we just don't know – like these starting lineups are so cemented. So like these starters are playing 35 minutes a game. So like most of your bench players in these games are getting next to nothing. So uh, I think it's going to be pretty hard to find any value from both of these teams. Um, so we're happy to move on. We've got three more games to cover. We've got Indiana uh, versus Memphis. John Morant back. Can he back up the game that he, that he led off with? Uh, 30-odd points. I think it was, what, six rebounds, eight assists or something like that. Like, he had a really good start after missing a fair chunk of the season. Mick, what are your thoughts? Long, long story short, yes, given that they're playing against one of the worst defensive teams in the NBA who always give up a shit ton of points, he will score well and will get a lot of assists in this game. Yes. When we're talking about streaming options, fuck, Santi Aldama maybe for Memphis. Um, I think Jaron Jackson Jr. actually benefits from having Jar there instead of having to create his own shot when he wasn't there. Um, but for Indiana, we spoke about it before, Naismith, Jalen Smith, TJ McConnell. It's it's basically a wait and see. Like it, they, Any one of them could pop off at any given time. Yeah, I'm huge on Jalen Smith. Um, I reckon he's got a really, really nice game, and I reckon if he moved, um, he's someone that could be a really nice 
like kind of starter at another team. So um, plays really, really well and is a really good shooter as well from the three. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, Memphis is a weird, like this game will actually be really interesting. So uh, I'll try to watch this when I'm at the office, quote unquote working. Um, so yeah, it'll, it, I actually pretty looking forward to this game, to be honest. Um, should be a good one. What do you think, yeah, Brains? Absolutely. Yeah, no, I agree. It's going to be a cracker. That could kind of rival that uh, uh, the Clippers OKC game for the game of the day. Um, so, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I mean, Bruce Brown falling off a bit of a uh, – sorry, I'm talking about Indiana. Uh, clip uh, – where am I? I lost yeah. my spot. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, uh, Bruce Brown's falling off a cliff. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I think we were we were relatively high on Bruce Brown, weren't we, at the start of the season? Uh, our, our lead analyst, NBA G-Wiz, was – but I think this proves that you're you're a product of your environment. And Bruce Brown was good in an environment when he could feed off Jokic and, and play that lead role in the second unit. But given that he's in the starters, a younger group, there's no real superstar outside of Halley to take any heat off him, hence why his numbers have dropped. Yeah. Well, the only That's other superstar enough. they got is like they've got, you know, the LeBron AD combo. So they got Halley. And then they've obviously got T.J. McConnell. So um, those two boys are just <laughs> killing it. So, yeah. Man, T.J., honestly, T.J., if you ever move teams, like, you will do so well. You're a really nice basketball player. You don't deserve what you're going through in Indiana. you got to go to <laughs> a better spot, man. And then we can all stream For sure. Shout That's out to T.J. McConnell. No, nah, he'd be a draftable player. We don't need to stream him. Just hold him for the year if he moves. Man, I would um, love like- to see T.J. in the NBL. Like, Put that in the bookmark. Like, surely let's start a petition. He did some good things over here in Australia for sure. He would. He would. Uh, two more games, guys. Very quickly, Lakers-Minnesota. Should be another pretty good matchup, I think. Minnesota on the back-to-back in this one. Um, we've got Cam Reddish potentially starting again for the Lakers. Does he become a stream option now? I mean, Torian Prince is out of the conversation, but what are our thoughts on Cam Reddish? Does he become relevant in deeper leagues? Like him. Yeah. I don't maybe. like him. Yeah, well, that was like good. It. Good chat. Good. Yeah. yeah, so we haven't helped anybody here. That's good. So, no. I, I don't know, man. Like, obviously, he's just been told by somebody he's got to play, like, defense this year and he's going to get paid or something. But a little bit too inconsistent for me. Um, he he's, on a, he's on a pretty low, like, contract, isn't he? So, um, yeah. Two years, a a, seven million. a bit of a whatever memory. player for me, to be honest. There's a lot of those, like, yeah. athletic type of three and Ds who are, like, you know, kind of on the fringe of just being cut from the NBA. Um, I don't, so he's kind of I don't even think you're getting him for threes, Herbie. I don't think you're getting him for threes. I think you're, you're streaming him for steals. Okay. Well, just these. Right. Yeah. Yep. And uh, last one. Do we he's... even bother talking about it? No, not really. We've got Washington and Portland, which is, uh, I mean, nearly as good as a Utah-Detroit matchup here. Uh, Shaden Sharp misses this one uh, with the little kind of adductor injury. I think he's picked up in in the last game, so he he didn't finish that last one. Uh, but both guys, are, both teams are stinking it up at the moment. I mean, Denny Avdia maybe could be a pickup. Bilal Koulibaly potentially because they're on the back to back, aren't they? Thursday, Friday, Mick. Yeah, they are. Uh, nice shout by you, mate. That's that's good. Denny Avdia going through a cold patch at the moment, but still, I think he's averaging five, five and twelve at the moment. He's doing a really good job. Um, Twice Jones, though, Herbie, still only rostered in 80% of leagues. So 20% of the leagues out there don't have him in there. If you're in one of those leagues, you're picking him up. Yeah, I am, but I'm not that excited about it, to be honest. Um, Why not? Like, Twice Jones is all right. He's he's an all right player. 
Um, but like, uh, weirdly enough, man, I've watched a little bit of the Washington Wizards this year. I don't know why I've done it. I've watched a couple of games of them, and they just don't pass the ball. And Tyus Jones is like a system player. Uh, so he's a system player. So you get like, um, he deserves a lot better. Obviously, he could be in much better positions where he could do a lot better. Yeah. Like, um, but when you look at like, you know, them ball stoppers, who I call them, like you got Jordan Poole, you got like Kuzma, Kuzma. And, like, yeah. whenever they get the ball, it's just going up. So um, Tyus Jones, kind of, he kind of fits in a little bit weird, but he has been doing a little bit better as of late. He's been getting, you know, points, rebounds, and assists. So he's kind of like covered like every a little bit of everything, which has been nice. But for me, the worry is, is like whenever you actually watch them play, like they're so like the ball is so dominant. It's ISO ball dominant with both those players, Kuz and Poole, that, yeah, like for me, it's just a bit of a watch. But I'm, yeah, I don't, I'm not too excited about it. How about yeah, you? Right. It sounds like you're excited. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited by him. Triple-double three games ago, two games ago, 21 points and six steals. I think he's starting to work out the way that he wants to play within the Washington system. So if he's on your waiver wire, I would recommend picking him up. But for Portland, I'm not much of a betting man, but I will have a double on Anthony Simmons in this game. I think he's going to go large. Is that Ben's brother? Uh, It could not be because this guy can actually shoot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well played in the genetics, you reckon? Uh, it's yeah, it's definitely not in Ben Simmons's genetics, but uh, we wish him luck. We saw something today; he's still three or four weeks away from coming back. So hopefully, early in the new year, we can see him back on the. Are court. we wishing him luck? I'm not wishing him luck. Oh, he's Aussie. We love all Aussies, mate. Come on, oh, no, get on not board. Not me, mate. Not me. Sorry. Not you. Okay, you're out there, Ben Simmons. Go fuck yourself. You're a piece of shit. <laughs> All right. Speaking on uh, speaking on that, well, let's move on to the waiver wire pickups for this week. Targets acquired. Uh, <laughs> waiver wire pickups are brought to you by the Standard Squeeze, of course, helping you drink responsibly and conveniently. And you can go to thestandardsqueeze.com and you can use the code INSIGHT15 to get yourself 15% off everything in store from the four-in-ones that we've got that we drink our beers out of, from the combo packs in the background that give you the perfect pour. Uh, you can go on there and you can get 15% off. As you can see on screen, if you're watching us on YouTube, Herbie's got his beer nice and cold and his little four-in-one. Boys. A bit of relevance here with Washington. We spoke about them initially, so we probably can move past them. They're the only team on the back-to-back, and they stink. So I I guess Thursday, Friday, both low-volume days with only eight and six games across those two games – two days, sorry. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then we've got a high-volume day on Saturday. But we do have some teams on the back-to-back Friday and Saturday that might be a little bit more relevant. Mick, what are your thoughts? Uh, Are there any options here with these these teams? Yes, yeah, so the eight teams we've got on a back-to-back Friday, Saturday, Friday being a low-volume day, as you just stated. So we've got Atlanta, Brooklyn, Dallas, Denver, Golden State, Houston, Sacramento, and Toronto. If we're looking at maybe one player from each of those teams, Herbie, we'll start with Toronto. If you're going to stream one player in, Precious Achiwa, maybe, who's not rostered normally. What's Dennis Schroeder doing? Is he around? <laughs> He's doing fuck all. Seven and seven today. Pretty pretty average showing from him. But he's rostered. I think he's still rostered in over 80% of leagues. Yeah, I have a bit of faith in, in my boy Dennis. Dennis the Menace. Um, so I'll go Dennis Schroeder. Bit of a bit of left field target. 
Brainer, who would you pick from Toronto if you had to stream one? Mm, I wouldn't. Okay. Uh, maybe, yeah, I don't think I would. Honestly, yeah, if Dennis Schroeder's there, sure. If you need assists, that's great. But, uh, I mean, otherwise, like, we've known from previous seasons, Toronto play their starters big minutes. I know Nick Nurse isn't there anymore, but it seems like the theme's continuing. Uh, you've got, you know, Barnes, Siakam, Poitel, mm-hmm. Schroeder, Ananobi, all, all racking up big 30-plus minutes per game. Uh, you mentioned Preses Achua. I mean, Chris Boucher isn't playing many minutes. I mean, maybe the only other guy, if you need steals, is Gary Trent Jr. So maybe have a look at your your lineups there. I know he's not doing a ton this this year in terms of efficiency, but if that's a, a bit of a tank for you and you need some stocks uh, at some point to win your league at the back end of the week, maybe Gary Trent Jr. is a bit of a stream. So that, that's probably the guy I'd go with maybe. Uh, and then we've got Sacramento, Houston, well, you're a Sacramento man, Herbie. Who we who we streaming in? Who are you saying is the pick of outside of Sabonis, Murray, Fox, these sorts of players? I got to be left field. I got Trey Lowell's. Uh So he's been pretty nice as of late. So um, got a really really nice shot. And one thing that Fox has been doing a lot more this season is just like scoring, right? So he's I think his points per game like average has gone up like eight or nine points from last year. So He's getting buckets a lot more. And what it's doing is it's just like opening up our shooters. Um, and it's just one that I don't think he's rostered. Like, I don't think he's rostered in many leagues and stuff. So he's just one does, to kind of watch yeah. that he does get a little bit. He does get good minutes. And him with Vaznikov, whatever his name is, um, those Vizinkov. two kind of fit in well because, yeah, they're just out there in the perimeter shooting threes, essentially. So if you need threes, go ahead. Does it? Does it worry you? I've just done some quick maths here. All the Kings back-to-backs this year, they've been blown out by an average losing margin of 25 points. Does that concern you? Nah, you know why, man? Because I don't do stats. I just do the eye test, and the eye test looks good. So, um, okay. yeah. Apart from today, okay. today was an anomaly. So, yeah, might the fuck quick, be. Quick question for the Sacktown uh, genius here. Chris Duarte, what the fuck happened to him? Well, you guys just kind of stashed him in the in the dungeon. I like him. I just don't like Duarte. Like he just hasn't got a nice game. Um, he's not hitting his shot, which is the the only thing you need to fucking do to get like meaningful minutes in this <laughs> roster is just hit the three, right? Like because there's so much pressure. Like Sabonis draws so much attention. So does Foxy. Malik Monk even is like a nice playmaker. Breaks down defenses. Like at the end of the day. Man, we need like we could upgrade on like Harry B, um, Kevin Herter. Like you, you just need someone, and I think that's who we got recently. Who might be worth mentioning is Toscano Anderson. Um, so I think they're just kind of doing fillers just to see if anybody can kind of get hot and you know kind of just be that little bit of a, a value target. Um, so yeah, I've, I've heard you're pretty good in the post, Herbie. Uh, maybe man, I'm pretty good, man. I, I won a three-on-three tournament uh, not too long ago, so I unfortunately missed out on MVP. I was robbed, uh, but you know <laughs> it is what it is, man. We still, we still light, we still light of the beam, and uh, you still got the dub. So actually, the team name was the Beam Team. So uh, what a team, man! What a team! Shout out to the boys! Love that. Shout out to the Beam Team. <laughs> um. Mick, anybody else on this Friday, Saturday, back-to-back, any, anybody else that you're, you're targeting or looking at? Uh, yeah, Jackson Davis from Golden State. He's really come on lately, and it, it looks as though he's 
leapfrogged uh, Kevon Looney, Jordan or Jonathan Kaminga, uh, Dario Saric when we're talking about meaningful minutes inside for Golden State. So if he's there and he's sitting on your waiver wire, I'd grab him. He looks good. He does. Getting more minutes. Looney sat the bench more. <laughs> it just depends what they're, what they're going to do moving forward. I mean, we know that they trust Looney. Uh, just just purely based on what he's been able to do for them in the past in their lineup, he's won a chip with them at centre. So it'll be very interesting to see whether they keep with this or, or whether they end up reverting back to to knowing what they trust. So yeah, definitely a, a short term stream for sure. Herbie, nothing else for me really. Like I don't see any really streamable options um, with these. What is it, eight teams or so? Um, yeah, maybe sack with Lyles. Um, I'm interested to hear if you got anybody from the Hawks, the Hawks man. Um, Brooklyn, Dallas, you could potentially look at Hardy if he's not been taken in your league because um, he's doing some nice things off the bench. Um, but, yeah, there's nothing too exciting, to be honest. What are your thoughts on the Hawks? What, you yeah, got any? Look, I mean, most of them are, are relatively well-rostered. I mean, Bogey now is is pretty well-rostered. I managed to grab him <laughs> off waivers, I think, pretty early in the season. So that's paid off pretty well. Um, Jalen Johnson, like I said at the start, if he's there to stash him now because he's not far off. But aside from that, like uh, I'm not picking up anybody below. You've got guys like Bay and Hunter that are around that 140 mark that you'd probably yep. get at the back end of, an, uh, of a 12-team league in fantasy. So... Those are the only guys I'd roster. I'm not rostering guys like Garrison Matthews unless I need to stream threes on a final game or something like that to win the league or win a win a matchup. Paddy Mills isn't getting enough minutes. Wesley Matthews isn't getting enough minutes. They're they're pretty invested in their their main nine guys. So I'd I'd say yeah, you wouldn't want to rip your team up um, to to try and get one of these fringe guys in. It's not it's not worth doing. Mm-hmm. But um, gents, I think I think that does us. We've had a, a pretty good chat about uh, some fantasy hoops. We've had a great chat about yeah. Sacramento for some reason. I don't know why we've had a chat about Sacramento, but uh, we've managed to, to get through a fair bit uh, tonight. But of course, guys, if you haven't yet, please hit subscribe. Please hit like. Uh, we would appreciate the support. We've got plenty of content coming down the, uh, down the way. Uh, Matty G's away on holidays, but I'm sure that the Matrix is going to tap in in the next few days to, to come to you. And we'll be back as well. Maybe they'll get the G League back in, boys. And we'll be able to have another run. Maybe we'll have a run with like someone like Portland or Washington. Man, I reckon we do it after a um, Houston Rockets game, one o'clock on Christmas Day or something stupid. Just get blind and just watch a Rockets game and just come in Is here, it... come in here hot with yeah, Jason Tate takes or whatever. My we'll Dylan Brooks jersey on, <laughs> and we'll just look Let's at each it. other like this for ninety minutes. Ah, <laughs> uh, that'll be good fun. Uh, guys, uh, that'll do us. Thanks for listening. Uh, hopefully you got your waivers sorted for the next day. Otherwise, uh, we'll see you. When's the next show? It'll be a uh, heat check for the weekend, won't it? Previewing the weekend show. Be. So I'm sure that G and Skitty will be back in the next 24 hours. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. Until then, you've been listening to another Insight NBA show. We will catch you next time. See ya. See ya.